Welcome back to the Work Mija podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres, women empowering women. I am your host, Sochi Carmona, and today I'm joined by Bethany. Bethany is a former attorney turned beauty entrepreneur whose mission is to encourage other women to invest in their own wellness to live a life of fulfillment. Beth is the CEO of Topco, a vegan nail care brand that creates high quality beauty products that promote physical wellness and self-care. She is also the co-owner of JP Operations, a warehouse and order fulfillment center that services other women-owned product-based businesses. I'm excited to have Beth here on the podcast today as we are able to meet through a very special connection. We are both recipients of the I Fund Women Crush Dreams Fund crowdfunding accelerator program, and we received $5,000 grant for our business. We are part of the spring 2022 cohort, which consists of 30 women of color founders chosen from 2,500 applicants, and we are kicking off our crowdfunding campaigns. I'm looking forward to talking to Beth a little bit more about her experience applying and prepping for this crowdfunding campaign. But until further ado, I would like to welcome Beth. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Sochi. I'm so excited to be here and talk with you today. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I want to know a little bit about your story and seeing how you pivoted from attorney to badass business owner. Before <laughs> we get to know Beth's journey a little bit more, we want to get to know Beth astrologically a little bit more as we like to do here on the podcast. And Beth was kind enough to share what we call our top three. So that is your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. So your sun sign is what we describe as your identity and where you shine. Most of us know this. It's our birthday. And Beth is an Aries sun. Aries sun. This is a very fiery placement. Sometimes impulsive people, but they are leaders. They are ready to go. They are ready to lead the charge. And then we have her moon sign. The moon rules your body and emotions. So I feel like this moon sign is going to keep that impulsive Aries in check as she is is a Capricorn moon. They usually keep emotions under check. <laughs> they are steady, reliable, responsible people. A little bit different than our Aries, you know, folks. We love y'all, but you know, y'all want to have fun. And then we have the rising sign, which is your motivation for life. Um, also, what you can kind of come off as if you're not feeling your sun sign, maybe you're feeling the rising sign. And a Scorpio rising. I love my Scorpio placements personally. They are very magnetic and captivating personalities. Um, they have that daring, you know, energetic and determined people. So when you kind of looked up a little bit about your sun, moon and rising, did anything kind of speak to you that you align with pretty well? Yeah. Like, so, you know, I was like, this was several years ago. I was kind of skeptical and just like, you know, the signs and all that. And then I actually did my birth chart and I yeah. got all of these back and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is wildly accurate. <laughs> Cause like, I am like very much so like an Aries. Like I like to like get things done. Like it's funny when we start talking later about my journey transitioning to, you know, entrepreneurship, I literally like had a day at work where I was like kind of fed up and I just quit like that day. <laughs> yeah. And but it was something I had been thinking about doing. And it was kind of out of out of like character a little bit, but not really. And I kind of think that might be like my kind of my Scorpio rising a little bit, like mm -hmm. peeking out. Um, but so that, I feel that all to say, like, I think that my astrological chart is extremely accurate for like who I am, particularly my moon sign, right? Because I think that is the one more for what how you are like 
when you're alone and like by mm. yourself. And reading the Capricorn moon, I was like, this aligns with my personality, I think. <laughs> That's so funny. Yep. It aligns with your emotions. Yeah. We also had another um, Scorpio son actually here on the mm. podcast where she just said, F it and quit her job. <laughs> Finally, just out of like, ah, um, Scorpio's yes. definitely, it's a lot of a, a power thing too, you know? So I was like, very, very nice. I like this little combo here. We have some fire. We have some earth. We got some water. I was like in the top three, you know, we have every placement everywhere, but this is like a nice solid little balance here i was like you know don't feel so bad if you don't have any air i'm an air sign that's okay. just you don't need it you don't need it these are good <laughs> that's funny oh my gosh but i love it i love it i love to get to know like other business owners makeups and just kind of like it's kind of a way of understanding how they move how they make decisions and you know so i think that's just yeah. fun. i'm just wait so know. what's your sign real quick uh gemini sun okay okay <laughs> we're very chatty so therefore we have a podcast <laughs> that's, that is funny that is hilarious awesome well i hope everybody enjoyed that segment to get to know you a little bit better but now for you know the rest of the audience who doesn't know you tell us a little bit more about yourself this business journey you know how did you get to from attorney to now business owner tell us a little bit more yeah so you know, real quick, going back to science. So I am an Aries, right? So we are first. It's not our fault that we are first in the zodiac chart. But I'm also the firstborn in my family. And so mm. my whole life, I very much had like that first child syndrome where like I was the one on top, but also I felt like a whole bunch of responsibility because my parents were like, watch out for your brothers, you know, don't let nothing happen to them. And so it's like that has kind of been like how I've been living my whole life. And from when I was young, I always wanted to be a lawyer. That was just like my dream. My mom, she used to like watch all those old TV shows like Matlock and Perry Mason. <laughs> and she used to read like mystery novels. And so I was always just like, oh yeah, like this would be a cool job to have. And so that was really like my whole goal. So when I went to undergrad, um, I went to Berkeley and I was just like, I'm here to prep so that I can get to law school. And that was what I did. And so it was really disheartening for me when like literally it was, three years into my legal practice it was my first real job because before that i had been clerking for a judge a badass black woman judge she's on the supreme court of maryland and i was working for her for two years right out of law school and that was a lovely experience but then i went into firm life and i was immediately like unhappy mm, yeah <laughs> and it was just like i was just sad when i realized because i'm like i've been working for like a decade to get here this was what i wanted to do and this is not fulfilling for me at all um, and it was just a combo of a lot of things, right? Like there's a lot of, I'm not even gonna call them stereotypes because they ended up being true for me, like opinions about law firm practice, mm -hmm. about how oppressive and domineering it is. Um, also, you know, just being a black woman in a law firm, I was the only black person at my firm, like one of just like, I think like a handful of women ever at the firm. It was not a firm that was like really, in my opinion, like open as much as they wanted to be for to diversity. And so I was just extremely unhappy in that environment. And so I realized like, girl, you got to get a hobby or something, because if not, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to become one of those disgruntled attorneys and specifically like the older women attorneys I saw because they had been dealing with sexism. Mm -hmm. You know, if they weren't white dealing with racism for so many years. It just made them like cratchety old, you know, mean ladies. And I was like, I do not want to become that. So I started making nail polish at home for fun. Oh, wow. um, at like after work, I would just come home, 
Um, I had Googled and figured out that there was, this was, so let me back up real quick. When I discovered vegan nail polish, um, it was not like the wave. So nobody was doing it, you know, nobody was selling it in stores. And I found out that there was really all, mainly like housewives and other ladies at home that were making indie polish for fun. Mm-hmm. And so once I realized that, I was like, oh, cool. If they can do it, so can I. I'm a lawyer. I got it. I can figure this out. <laughs> and so anyway, I started buying the ingredients and making polish at home just because I really needed like a self-care activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a couple years later, I decided to transform that into a business. And so when I first started Top Coat, I was just side hustling it. Like I was oh, wow. working on it like at night, on the weekends. I was going to do markets on the weekends. And then during the day, I was just like, being a lawyer you know yeah how do you find the time in between being a lawyer oh my goodness yes and that was the thing it's like and the only good thing was that you know I was coming home from work and I was just so disgruntled but I couldn't really sleep and so I would just be up and I'm like this was the time when I was like I can work on my business if I'm gonna be up all night let me just work Mm -hmm. on something that I care about at least you know Mm -hmm. that's true um or like in general that's actually something um that kind of like I can relate to is having like it's weird I don't know if it's even like helpful for like your anxiety too, like crafting yes. um, like specifically I was even talking to like my ther- therapist about it like having some sort of crafting activity or like for my business I make stickers and there's something soothing about it it's got a process uh, but it's also productive in a way so <laughs> no you know what Sochi I get that because when I started making polish, the thing I loved about it was that, you know, I never considered myself a creative person. Like law is not very creative. I considered it the most oppressive thing I've ever done because it's like, you know, you have to do these things that, and you were mainly doing them just because people have been doing them since law was founded in America. And it's like, if you make a mistake, like they're going to try to find a reason to fire you or something. It's like super oppressive. And so it was fun for me making nail polish because if I made a mistake, it would still be like a color that yeah. I could probably wear and mm-hmm. it was really like in my adulthood the first activity that I took on myself where I was like dang I get to be creative and craft and do something fun and it was just liberating as hell honestly that's so funny and even like as you're talking I can already see like you said you're the firstborn. I feel like a lot of Capricorn moons that I meet are usually like the firstborn, so that's that sense of responsibility so therefore you're like I have to have a career that maybe like makes like you know x amount of money so I can help or support the family and then I feel like the airy sun was just kind of like we want to have fun (laughs) you're describing the internal conflict within me for like back in like 2009 like Oh my gosh. This is why I love astrology. Okay. So yeah, that was going to be like, kind of like my next question, like kind of given what I know about attorney life, you know, like you just said, like all I ever, what you said, the stereotypes basically sounds like a lot of hours, super stressful career. So, you know, the fact that you decided to start this nail care brand that creates high quality beauty products that promotes physical wellness, self-care makes absolute sense. Like, I love that you have that on there. It's like, I see like the attorney needs on there. Um, (laughs) How did you kind of navigate shifting into it like completely like different industry and really like going from, okay, we're kind of doing this for ourselves to now kind of like, hey, we're going to actually make this move into a legit business. Like, did you have expertise in the product development, you know, to get your formulas down marketing? Like, how'd you go about it to like take it to the next level? 
Yeah. So that is like, I mean, th that was like a several year journey. I'm gonna give you the short version real quick. But so going back to the instance when I was talking about when I just quit my job, like I had been, you know, fed up there for a minute. And I realized that one of the things that I wanted to do too was move closer back to my family. Um, because I started my legal career in DC. Mm -hmm. And um, so I transitioned back to California when I joined a firm, but I was um, still living like four hours away from my family. And so I was like, okay, I wanted to get down to LA just so I could be back near where my, my folks were. Um, and so after the weird thing about starting Topco was that I didn't realize that it would have such an effect like on me as a person. I thought it was just going to be a hobby. But once I like got the business going and realized that there was like a market and people loved my product, like ladies would send me emails like, oh, you're the only nail plush remover I use. Oh, wow. Like, I love this. And it just changed my whole viewpoint where I just stopped taking BS at work. <laughs> like <laughs> when I started, I was just like, you know, oh, I really need this job for the security. Like I want to make my family proud. I'm the first lawyer. Like everybody's looking at me. And so I would just take a lot of mess from people. And once I got more confident, I was just like, this is it. Like, you guys can't talk to me how you want to talk to me anymore. Like I have a market. People like stuff that I make myself. Like I can yeah. go do whatever I want to do. And so I quit my job and I just like, I had a, a money saved up. And so I spent like three months really just working on my business, trying to figure out what direction I wanted to take it. But at that time, honestly, like it wasn't a good time for me to like go full fledged entrepreneur because my business was not ready at that level yet. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up um, getting another law firm job. Um, and I kind of like stayed with the law firms for another like year and a half. And really it was COVID that like changed everything for me. Mm. Um, and so when, when COVID started, we went remote and it's interesting because I was now at, by this time at a law firm that I actually liked. <laughs> um, and that is probably only because this was a minority owned law firm. So mm. it was um, the founder of the firm was Korean. My practice group um, was a black man that was my my direct partner, my supervisor. I got to work with like an Armenian woman, like a whole bunch of like a Thai women, a Thai woman, like Hispanic women, just like so much diversity. I love my workplace because those people were reasonable and not insane lawyers. But the fact that I was unhappy still there made me realize like this is not a career that I need to stay in because it's just not fulfilling something within me. Mm -hmm. And so what I started to do was I just began to game plan. I was like, this was we're in 2022 right now. So at the start of 2021, I was like, I do not want to end this year being an attorney. I want to end this year solely being the CEO of my businesses. Um, and so I just started preparing slowly. So I was like, what do I need to do? Like, you know, the Aries responsibility in me is like, you need to have security. You can't just be out here like, oh, I'm gonna just survive off my business. That's crazy. <laughs> so I was like, I needed to like build up my savings. So I, I started like cutting back on like, all of my like superfluous things like <laughs> my family makes fun of me because I'm so high maintenance because I have like I had a housekeeper I had like three wine clubs I like nice. you know like to have my jewelry like I have you know I need my sparkling water so I just <laughs> had so many things that I needed <laughs> and so I just slowly though started like scaling that back because I was like the priority for me right now is really my freedom and mm -hmm. so if I got to cut back on the wine clubs like to be able to be free that's fine and so really it took me like a year of just like rearranging my life, like doing a lot of like internal work on myself to build up my own confidence and my ability to support myself. Um, because right now, like I did make that transition and I'm a full-time entrepreneur, but there's still just like, you know, I have this constant worry every day. Like you are the one that yep. is the source of your, yep. you know, survival. And so you, that is a priority and you got to make sure that that happens. And so Still today, like I'm still working on this mindset shift of like, 
you are like you're not dependent on someone else but that's okay girl because you you have been supporting yourself for years and you can keep doing it but it's just like I got to, you know, hype myself up like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That that uh, evening uh, anxiety, impending thoughts, imposter mm-hmm. syndrome, you know, oh. even though when you got this, it, it's the moments where like, yeah, we really got this. And imposter syndrome is like, really? But do you? Mm-hmm. But do what you if? Ah! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you get it. Yeah. It's like a weird thing. But like at the same time, just exhilarating and exciting, like every moment. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I enjoy the the freedom kind of of like your schedule and your day that mm-hmm. entrepreneurship brings. So for sure. But then it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, at the same time, right? <laughs> that's awesome. But that's why I love talking to other business owners. It's like even, you know, the ones who seem cool, calm and collected. They're like, I'm a duck mm-hmm. on water. <laughs> yes, late at night. Like so funny. You're talking about your therapist yesterday. Mine had me do an exercise where, cause I was telling her one of my problems, especially now that I'm working from home is I will just work all day. Oh like, yeah. From when I wake up, I know you understand like, cause it's just like, you're, I'm here. There's so many things that can be done. Uh-huh. I see my laptop and I'm like, okay, while I'm watching TV, let me just schedule some emails or whatever. Yep. And so I was, I'm like, I never shut off, but yep. I know that I need to, because, yep. you know, I just like, I know I deserve to have joy and I deserve to have fun and chill out. So yesterday we did an exercise where I stopped working at four. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah you understand? like as she was telling me she's like I see you like right now starting to sweat and I'm like yes like why would you that's early wild? yeah <laughs> stop working um but it's like but we're working on that because it is like this mm-hmm. constant struggle of like making sure I'm being productive and committed but also not making myself a crazy person at the same mm-hmm. time <laughs> oh yeah it's uh the problem is setting boundaries with yourself that's who mm-hmm. I have to set boundaries with and it's like how <laughs> Like, no, I'm like the worst. Like, or sometimes I like people are like, oh, you want to go and do this? Like, oh, what are you doing? Um, And I was like, oh, I'm working. It's like, I mean, don't, can't you ask yourself if you can like take a day? I was like, I'm the worst boss. Like, I don't, I don't allow. (laughs) Right. It's like, no, you can't have off. (laughs) No, you got to work. Oh my gosh. But I try, I try. It's definitely something I struggle with, something I try. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. But yes, also another tip, get a therapist. If you are a business owner, that's one of the reasons I got one. (laughs) A must. And let me give a plug real quick. I don't even work for this company, but like right now they're only in, I think, California, New York, and I think maybe Austin, but it's this woman clinic called Tia. And um, that's where I get my therapy from. And like without insurance, I think it's like $100 a session, which is yeah. significantly cheaper than a lot of private therapists. But uh, this year I just got back in therapy because I was like, I have to find some way to make sure that I'm taking care of myself mm-hmm. because- I think for a while I had forgotten about Bethany, the person, and was just really mm-hmm. focusing on Bethany, the productive business owner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice to have those check-ins with someone's like, are you really, how are you mm-hmm. really doing? I got right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, plug, plug, plug. We love it. Definitely. Mental health matters. Take care of yourselves. Sure. Nice. Um, next question. So as we're talking about, you know, your business as a, um, now, as we're talking about the business as um, top co, you also are the co-owner of JP Operations, a warehouse and order fulfillment center that services other women-owned product-based businesses. Like, was that a business that was planned from the beginning or how did that idea come about? Because also that makes 100% sense. Like, I feel like that one was like the practical 
Capricorn moon, like thinking into the future. Like, I wonder, was that like an imposter syndrome night, you know, where it's like, we need something else. Like, what if this doesn't work? You know, like thinking 10 steps ahead. Um, so tell me a little more about that. Yeah. So JP operations, definitely not a planned business. Um, and it's so interesting because that like has grown, that business is actually like bigger than top coat and it's just grown organically. And it's just so weird. So, um, like when I had started top coat, I got, I, I first I only had an Etsy site before I got my website up and everything. And so just one day, this lady sends me a message on Etsy and she's like, hi. Um, she basically, long story short, she owned a cosmetics brand in Europe. And she's like, all of my Instagram influencers are in the US. I'm just trying to find somebody that will help me ship my goods within the US because it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to like ship a whole bunch of her products to me and then I ship them out. And so I was like, okay, like, I was thinking that'll get me a little bit extra cash to use to top coat because at this time I was still side hustling it. And so within like a couple months, she was like, she and I just worked really well together. And she's like, I also have a subscription box. And I was wondering, like, would you be willing or interested to like do that fulfillment process for me? And so it was a lot of orders and more than I could handle on my own. Um, and thankfully for me, my brother, Isaiah, um, he and I are, have always been like very close. We're like a year and a half apart. Um, and he was working at Kohl's at the time and hated it because if anybody has worked in retail before, you know what that is like. <laughs> um, and so he had been trying to find a way out. And so I told him like, look, just quit your job, <laughs> come move in with me at my house. And I was like, fulfill these orders. We can just start this business in the garage. And I'm like, if it doesn't work out, who cares? You can get another job. I was like, but if it does, then maybe it can be your new real job. And so that was in like January, 2018. And by October 2018, we had added on like four more new clients because this first client had recommended Damn. us out to other people. And we ended up having to lease a warehouse space and it's just grown from there. And so now like today, accidentally, again, all of our clients are woman-owned businesses. That's not something I tried to do, but it has just happened. And I love that it has happened. <laughs> and I kind of hope it keeps up. Um, but we just like, we just serve other business owners that are like trying to grow and scale their businesses. And like, I love that business so much because we get to be a small part of all these other brands, like trying to make their dreams happen and just like watching the things that they're doing, like encourages and motivates me and Isaiah every day. And it's just like been a weird, like unexpected, like I never thought I would be in logistics, but like we're here and I'm really happy that we're like filling this space, you know? Once that Capricorn moon works hard. Capricorn moons. <laughs> I know a lot about Capricorn moons because my husband is one. Okay. And logistics is definitely a talent of yours, whether you know it or you don't, it's definitely a thing. So figuring that out. And mm -hmm. honestly, that is totally something that is needed too. So I'm just so happy for you that that just like that light bulb just kind of sprung and you just kind of grew it from there. Cause that's, that's crazy. So either way, it's like, well, we got, we, you've got options now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And you know what, like even before I started JPO, like with Topco, like I would reach out to warehouses because I would need things and I was interested in mm. order fulfillment. And just the responses I was getting was just so like, I don't want to use the word hostile, but just anti, where mm. I would call and people would be like, you know, like not wanting to explain anything because I'd be mm. like, you know, oh, I have questions. They're like using acronyms. And if I'm like, well, what does that mean? They're like, oh my gosh. And it's just like, and so like the real thing that encouraged me, like once I realized like, oh, maybe we can make this a business was I'm like, let's be a space where like other minority owned woman owned businesses can come and just get advice if they need it. Mm -hmm. So we have like a, like a series of people that have their own brands and like they are not in the place where they are ready for order fulfillment or like maybe we're just not a good fit. But I tell them, I'm like, 
Email me your questions though, and I'll respond and give you my tips. Like right yes. now, I'm actually teaching this course all throughout the year um, as a, um, with this nonprofit called Buy From A Black Woman. And it's called the ABCs of Order Fulfillment. And so every Sunday, I teach a different topic on order fulfillment to primarily brands that, you know, either are considering it or not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And the questions I get, I'm just like, yes, like, girls, please give me the give me the questions and I will help you out however I can, because especially in our communities, right, like we don't have the access that our white counterparts have. So like, mm -hmm. I can't just, I don't, my dad doesn't have a Rolodex of people that he can like call when I have questions. So we are our only like avenue of support sometimes. And so mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that people know that specifically for JP operations, like we are here as a transparent space for like other brands can come and like hit us up when they need us, you know? Oh yeah, we need that. So <laughs> anybody here listening, a lot of business oh, owners, yes. I know I'm paying attention. Cause yeah, it's a thing. Like it can be so intimidating sometimes just to like mm -hmm. reach out about like things like, sure, you can do your research. And then I was like, okay, here's a list of like vendors or people, you know, suppliers for every little thing that I need. And man, it's like, even so, for example, for like the t-shirts and stuff to so get screen printing, I don't know anything about screen printing. I just know I need t-shirts. Like, what else do I need? Like just the response rate of some people or mm -hmm. just like in general, they just make you feel a little stupid sometimes, yes. <laughs> you know, like, ugh, I don't even want to bother with you, but finding that like vendor, that supplier, that solution that will actually like help you. Like that's where I kind of ended up with like my t-shirt, you know, person, like she was great. I was like, I have all these questions. I'm just gonna lay them out there. And she's like, one by one, here's this answer. Here's this answer. And that's what makes the difference, you know, like being helpful. And some people just get by with not being helpful, I guess. And their yeah, reputation, I, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I don't know, but that little tidbit of customer service and just in general education, I think is what makes a difference. So uh, definitely I'm going to have to have you send me like a link where people, so I can link that on the podcast somewhere here for people to check out. Definitely. Thanks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But that's awesome. That's another phase of your business. So excited. And I get to balance too, <laughs> which is fun. And so let's talk about growing your business. You know, as you mentioned, you know, a big part of that is having the capital, you know, those connections to grow your business. And with that, congratulations on being a fellow recipient of the Crest Dreams Fund program. Yay, and thank you. So this program comes with a crowdfunding accelerator, you know, and that $5,000 grant to help kick off our crowdfunding um, campaigns. And for people who might not know with crowdfunding, because many might think it's like, oh, it's like a GoFundMe or like donations, but, you know, kind of to kind of break it down, you know, crowdfunding is a process of funding your project, you know, by accumulating money from various individuals, whereas fundraising or like donation, just kind of seeking that financial support, you know, for various causes of charity or business, we're not charity. <laughs> And unlike bank loans, venture capital, which is a type of financers that, you know, investors provide with crowdfunding, you get to maintain 100% ownership of your business and or you don't go into crippling debt, you know, to grow your business. So that's a great solution, a great option, I feel like for a lot of business owners to kind of look into that route. So for you, Beth, how did you find out about the Crush Dreams Fund and what were your thoughts when applying? Yeah, so I feel like this is the safe space, so I can be honest here, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so for a while, I have been like anti-crowdfunding for a top coat. 
because I'm glad you actually explained out the difference because in my mind, I was always just like, I don't want people to think that like my business is suffering and I need donation mm -hmm. and charity, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so after I like started educating myself like more on what crowdfunding was and realized like this is another alternative to literally raise capital. Mm -hmm. Like, and so the way that I look at crowdfunding now is, um, you know, I think most of us have probably heard their story about, I think it's Jeff Bezos, whose parents gave him like half a million dollars yeah. to start Amazon, that little loan, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, if Jeff Bezos didn't have his rich parents, he probably would have had to raise capital in alternative ways, which is like seeking other people to give him that capital. And that is basically what we are having to do because we don't have rich parents that can drop us, you know, 100K, 200K to get us off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I had actually applied, what I was really looking for was more of what I'm glad I got, which is this network. <laughs> yeah, I was specifically like, I need more like support from other women of color business owners. And for those of you that don't know, like the, I guess the cohort we're in is an all woman of color business yep. owner cohort. And I'm actually so happy that we ended up getting accepted to that one. Mm -hmm. um, and so once I was like, okay, well, when I got accepted, I'm like, oh, bet, like, Chris is going to give me a grant. Like, that's awesome. Um, and so this whole process, I've actually just been terrified about doing the crowdfund because I think that maybe this is, is this the Scorpio or the moon where I'm just like extra, extra private? Like, I don't that's like a Scorpio, Scorpio's okay. private AF. <laughs> I don't want nobody in my business. Like, I don't like people like I just changed my phone yeah. number. Like I have family members I don't get my number to because I'm like, I just don't like people knowing like my moves. When I'm on social yeah. media, the things I post are just the things that I don't care about people knowing. But like oh everything, I'm like, don't be asking me like, what do you mean? How was my weekend? Like, why are you in my business? Oh you know? my god, that's, yeah, that's Scorpio rising. That's also my husband. He's Capricorn Moon, Scorpio rising. I was like, oh so many god. similarities here. It's like, yes. don't don't ask about me. You don't gotta know. Yeah, why are you in my business? And so the, with the crowdfund, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to reach out to people. And I have like, to talk to people yes, and invite them into like my business. Like, yep. so this has been something I've been like working myself through. And that's why, you know, we need, what is it like weekly or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy those partially because some of the other ladies don't have that issue. So they are like, yeah. I like getting to hear like how they're going about, like reaching out to their family and friends, how they're yeah. going out, like reaching out to strangers and cultivating their community, because that's something that I've really been working on. And so- mm -hmm. This process has been great because I've been, I need to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And so I almost consider it not accepting it because I didn't want to have to do the crowdfund. But I was like, Beth, you need to do something different to get new results, which is what you're trying to get. Because, you know, Topco, mm -hmm. this November will be our sixth year. Oh, wow. And so we, I've done all I can do with bootstrapping my companies and working off of profits and to get to the next level that we're really working to get to, we just need more cash. And so- yeah. I'm like super excited about the opportunity just to really be vulnerable and share more information about my business with my customers. I mean, I have some friends that I don't even think know about Top Code. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's like, I'm excited to have this opportunity to just be transparent, be open, even if it's just for the month, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the Scorpio placements usually who I've interviewed here on the podcast they're like low-key about their stuff I was like well why don't you post more about it or like yeah. you know like your marketing they're like I know I know <laughs> <I> should, but... <laughs> that's hilarious but it's true like I've definitely it's like okay you're you know creating the sales you're getting the profits you're reinvesting that back into the business but it's like almost like 
And maybe it's similar. So I have an Aries moon. So your Aries sun, I don't know if there's like almost like an impatience. I was like, well, I want to do more and quicker. You know, mm-hmm. if I can, there is a patience you have to have about things, but then it's like, I really want to just kick it off. And I feel like that's where it comes down to. I was like, I just need more money that I can pour into certain things that I can invest in and, you know, kind of grow in other parts. So yes. And, and, you know, I'll say this like too, I don't love to like shower big corporations with too much like platitudes because it's like whatever you guys are a big corporation you should be helping other people out but I do appreciate the fact that with our cohort it being a woman of color that they gave us cash Mm -hmm. because like I think that sometimes like specifically minority-owned businesses you know we are like over educated over mentored we're all these companies have all these programs to give us information give us information give us information and it's like at some point we received all the info and this is America and the thing that we need next is moolah to yeah. get all of these, to put this all into work, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy that Caress was like, yeah, sure, let's go through this accelerator. But also we know you guys need some funds. So here's a little bit to get you started. Like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, okay, information's cute, cute, cute. But yes, all the information's but... telling me I need cash, cash, cash. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then like the way that I think about it too is do you watch, um, probably do uh, Shark Tank? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I feel like I've definitely, that's been like my almost like background, like working type of like TV show stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. But, and, you know, after like just so many episodes and seeing, like we said, these white counterparts too, you know, who are in the shark tank, but guess what? They're also coming from their Kickstarter or like they're raising funds. And I feel like a big part of it too, you know, being like women of color, business owners of color, there's, there's something maybe about that ask even mm-hmm. like there's a privilege I feel like you know with the white counterparts like well why not why wouldn't I do this and yes. I'm just like yeah why can't I think like that you know and it's definitely it comes from like a privilege and I remember one of my old workplaces I was working for a white woman and I remember like so I was doing marketing and they're like well why don't you just like reach out and ask and I'm like ooh, like even I was just like ugh. and but to them it was like it's just a matter of fact thing that you do and there's just something about that ass that can just seem intimidating or like mm-hmm. why would you give me money and then for them it's like well why not so it's yeah. like I need to be more in that mindset like so sometimes when I like reach out I'm like well why not <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, same. I feel you. And I think that you're like 100% right. Like, just culturally, that the way that America has conditioned us, right? Like, mm-hmm. some of us were just like, like, we get like, over and forth, like, oh, you guys are a burden on society. Oh, you're just asking for things. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, the thought of me like going out and asking, I'm just like, it's something I'm a little more hesitant about. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, like I have, I don't have that many white men friends. I have like one, but like, Chad, like, yeah, right. He's just like, certainly like, he would not be afraid in a second to be tell someone like, oh, I need five grand for marketing for my business. And he just say that and me, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> like, um, so like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. So excited that you received it. So from applying for the crowdfunding campaign um, or the grants, what was it like finding out you're a grant recipient? Because I think, what was this, like February? And then finally, like what, in March? March is when we kind of, like, it was like a month in between, you know, <laughs> receiving. Like, what was, like, 
your emotions or, you know, if the Capricorn moon allowed you any emotions, (laughs) what was the feeling? Yeah. So, you know, what's funny is I think that my emails like came in the wrong order. And so when we first got in, I was getting these emails about like the sessions and I was just like, what is this? Like, why is iPhone women emailing me? I'm like, I'm not showing up for no meetings for nothing. And then like later that day, I got like a congratulations. And so I was like, oh, okay and so I was like excited like I actually had to go back to read like is there actually money associated with this I couldn't remember (laughs) where's my money (laughs) right yeah because I'm I'm applying for things all the time and so Mm -hmm. you know there's so many but once I got it actually you were joking about the Capricorn moon but like seriously though like I was like oh okay let me go to this first session and see what they're talking about (laughs) (laughs) sure sure let's see what's up (laughs) yeah I'm like let me I'm gonna verify like what we're actually getting here And so after we did have the first session, I realized that we were going to get like some grant money. I was really just like appreciative because the only I've been, I applied for a grant every, every week, I feel like, but the only other grant I've ever received was from the nonprofit buy from a black woman back in 2017. Mm -hmm. And so I have not gotten any other grant since then. And I was just so appreciative because like, from an emotional standpoint, I know that, you know, when you don't get a grant or don't get accepted something, it's not an indictment on you personally, mm-hmm. but like, I'm a real human woman. And so mm-hmm. after so many rejections, it just starts to wear on you after a while. Like, like, am I good enough? Like, is my business even a good idea? Like, why does no one think that this is a worthy idea of supporting? And so it was nice to have that validation and to know that like, I am one of 30 other women of color, other businesses that caress and iPhone women thought like, have like at least something legitimate that deserves support Mm -hmm. and so I was just like really excited to like know that I was going to get to be in the cohort know that I was going to get some money and to just like be backed again like really just just encouraged me a lot actually (laughs) Mm -hmm, for sure and yeah that's definitely like a thing too like I'm so glad you mentioned like hey I applied to like a bunch of grants and I haven't gotten all of them and yeah that's I feel like that's totally true like you're not gonna win them all or I feel like something that I've learned and like you said like I've got emotions because actually there was a grant I had initially applied for and I set everything up you know that was like my first grant so I was like let's get this one right and that's a process you know just like right (laughs) just to like answer you know like the questions and everything and then um so I applied to that one and so I had everything all set up and then I found the iPhone women on social media and I was like I took a peek at it because I was like oh we're on grant applying mode um and I was like okay these are like the exact same questions I just answered and the video submissions I was like let me just you know I've already prepped it might as well so that was actually not even the grant I applied for initially and then the initial grant turns out I didn't get it but then surprise surprise we got the iPhone women so a lot of what I learned too I feel like is maybe you're not always going to be like the best match for every grant. Cause also it's looking at like who's giving the money. And I feel like for that one, it was like, maybe um, they were a little bit like older demographic. I feel like they catered okay. a little bit. I'm a millennial. So I feel like they really catered to a lot of business owners who are like a, a little bit older. And then I was like, when I look at the iPhone women and caress, it was very much you know, my demographic, a little bit more younger, hipper to it with the social media. And so I feel like that's what really helped me. So I was like, okay, maybe that's something to think of in the future to how do you align and who are they and who are you and how does that align? And, you know, and I think maybe it just helps. I don't feel as bad when I don't get them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) But it's true. You know, like sometimes I'm like, "Mm, is it worth my, now I'm thinking of it. Like, is it worth my time? Because mostly it's like, it's a mindset of why not? Let's try it. Right. Um, but I'm not going to like 
be too hard on myself if I don't get it. Cause I was like, I'm still probably going to try it. We're going to see, but I was like, okay, maybe it's not it, but you're going to find other ones. And even better. I love that it came with, you know, this accelerator program. Cause it's like, here's 5,000. You're going to do crowdfunding, but guess what? We're going to help you because I feel like you know, part of the crowdfunding process, like it's a process, like we've been prepping since April and, you know, are kicking off our campaigns already now in June. Um, So the prep alone is like what, six to eight weeks process. And I still wish I had more time to take on this huge, yeah, endeavor on top of running our businesses and trying to have a life. So are you, tell me, are you losing your mind? Are you... (laughs) What, how have you been able to try to incorporate crowdfunding, prepping for crowdfunding mm-hmm. into your day-to-day business? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So she, you, I know you, I know you already know, like, <laughs> so the benefits slash drawback for me is that last summer I had, was very, very busy and it was great, but I overexerted myself and almost seriously had like a breakdown at the end of last year, just cause I had worked myself too hard. I was doing too much and I was not taking any time to really care for me. And so this summer I was like, no, Beth, you're going to do better. And so when I got into um, this program, I'm I'm also, um, I got into another program at the same time that's less intense. It's more of just like um, an accountability circle, but Hmm. also very important to me. And then, you know, I'm running Topco and I also have to run JP operations. And so what I did was like, when we got in, I think it was March, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I looked at my calendar and I was just like, this is going to be wild. So I just stopped scheduling things. I I told my my assistant, I'm like, do not schedule another meeting for me through April, from April through July. Oh my God. (laughs) And so like the things I have on my calendar was like our crowdfunding prep, my other accountability circle, and then everything else that I normally was doing. And I just made sure that like, I just said that for the spring, this was going to be my focus was this and the other thing, because I knew that if I didn't like actually take the time to dedicate to it, I probably just wasn't going to do it because I was going to be too busy. And so Mm -hmm. like speaking earlier of like setting boundaries with yourself, (laughs) I really had to like, especially because I was so iffy on the crowdfunding aspect, I had to make that commitment back in April. Like I put them all the dates in my calendar. I was like, you are going to attend like all of these dates. You're going to like show up, even if you're like not engaged or you can't don't have anything to say, like you're going to show up and learn something every single class. And I'm glad I made that commitment to myself then, because I think that's the only reason I really have made it to this point. Yeah. (laughs) Me like putting my foot down to myself. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's it's exciting, but definitely a lot of work. But, Mm -hmm. you know, so how will crowdfunding help take your business to the next level? Like, what are you crowdfunding for? Yeah. So we are like right now, Topcoat is in a, a, the phase of a rebrand. And so at the start of next year, actually, we're going to launch our new and go actually going back to your prior question. I was going to launch, we were going to rebrand earlier, actually this fall. But when all this started happening, I was like, there's too much yeah. going on. So I told my branding studio, we're pushing it to 2023. Um, but so what we're crowdfunding for is like one, we don't have like vegan certification yet. Mm. So although we're a vegan brand, you know, we have to go to some company to get certified. And so that is at the top of my list is to get our official Mm -hmm. vegan certification. And then we're also raising money so that we can go to the next level. So we have a whole bunch of new products we're working on. Um, We're launching into like a vegan gel line um, because a lot of ladies like gel polish, specifically like my working ladies. They're like, Mm -hmm. look, I I have to be at work. I don't need to be taking time to like paint my nails or go to the salon every week. They're like gel lasts for three weeks. That's what I want. And Mm -hmm. so um, we're working on a vegan gel line. 
um, our mom customers have been harassing, and I use that word literally, me for a kitty line. Oh my gosh. Oh, that'd be cute. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, you know, my kids like to wear polish, but, you know, kids put their hands in their mouth all the time. And so they're like, don't want them to use like, you know, very toxic polish. Yeah. And so we have a kitty line that I'm very excited that I've been wanting to bring out for the moms and the dads that are my nice. customers. <laughs> and then just, you know, like brand new, like higher quality bottles. We're also, you know, working our, on our sustainability. Mm-hmm. And so we're redoing most of our packaging to hopefully use glass. But if we have to, for the plastic options, we're using, you know, like pet and like, you know, more sustainable options. And so we're really like crowdfunding just to like fund the next phase of Topco and take the company to like where we want to be and to what our customers have been asking for. Cause like I give my customers what they want. Mm-hmm. So they've been asking for these things and we haven't had the funds to really bring them around. And so that's what I'm using this crowdfund opportunity as is to really like give my customers what they've been asking me for. Yes. And in order to give your customers what they've been asking for, you need money. You <laughs> you know? money. Yes. Isn't it crazy? People are like, well, why don't you have this? Why don't you have this color? Why? I was like, girl, yes. I, <laughs> I would have them all. I wish, but you know, Hey, we've got to do it either slowly or we've um, got to find opportunities like this. So very thankful for opportunities like this and opportunities like this that come with the money and the ed- education aspect of it to show you as like, okay, yeah. Anybody can try to crowdfund. Like I've definitely seen different campaigns where you, it's like, they're just, you know, inserting themselves. It's just cool but Mm -hmm. when you come prepped with a toolkit with a plan that's what's going to make a difference it's gonna take a lot of time but if you're gonna do it let's do it the right way hello right (laughs) yeah that's awesome so excited for you and your crowdfunding journey and once that is all set and done you know what goals do you have for yourself and like your business so like what's like Maybe after, so whenever your crowdfunding campaign ends, maybe you take a nice long nap, (laughs) (laughs) you know, treat yourself to some luxury. Um, But like, what do you see? Like once you have like that, like that income, you know, that for your business, that capital, like what are you going to unleash? Like what, what goals do you have? Oh, it's the rebrand like that. You guys will see, like, I can't wait because we're changing the name of the company. We're elevating the feel. Um, so everything really about Topco is going to change, except for the fact that we will continue to be a nail care brand about non-toxic beauty, about community, about wellness, and about just self-care. And so like, I am so juiced. Like I have literally, like I have everything ready. I'm just waiting on the money. Like people keep emailing me and I'm just like, the only thing holding me back to be transparent is funds. And I'm like, <laughs> as soon as I get these funds, I'm clicking the button yeah. and everything is going into production. So at the end of the crowdfund, people are going to see a whole new version of this company later on this year. And I'm, I just can't wait to unleash like the exciting things. Like we're going, we're going to be on tour in July. So I'm not even gonna get to take my full break, but Uh we're going to do a lot more like in-person community events. You know, we have a charitable Mm -hmm. arm and I used to do more like in-person things. And then, you know, we couldn't for a couple of years. And so now that everything has opened back up, we're about to hit the streets. (laughs) And so like, a lot of the nonprofits we've only been able to support monetarily. I want to get out there so we can like be hands on. Um, but you know, to travel that costs money too. And so I'm just really excited for like the next phase of Top Coat. It will be something new, something different, but something just as exciting and vibrant. And I can't even like wait for it. Ooh, that's awesome. Hopefully time flies and definitely gonna keep up on social media just to see the evolution of yes. this. <laughs> Super exciting. And before we end though, 
I kind of wanted to do a fun lightning round question. So you can do the first thing that comes to mind. If you want to expand a little bit, everybody does feel free. Okay. Before we end this. So the first question is who is a woman of color that inspires or motivates you? Oh man. A woman of color that inspires or motivates me. You know what? Who I will say, actually, I'm gonna go back. So the, the nonprofit I was talking about buy from a black woman, it's headed by this woman, Nikki. And she actually just started the nonprofit. I think around the time I started Topco oh, nice. and she inspires the hell out of me because she is a woman where she has a goal and she will make that shit happen. Uh-huh. And it's just been like a pleasure to watch her, like say things that she wants to do and to watch them actually like become a thing. Yeah. And, and it's just like, I love watching her cause we're on like the same journey and that our businesses are around the same age, but she has just done so much and made such a tangible impact on the businesses of so many black women that I love being in her presence. I love watching her. I'm glad I get to like speak to her and give her her tips and her tidbits. And so Nikki from Buy From A Black Woman is the black woman that inspires me. <laughs> nice. I'm going to, I'm definitely checking that one out afterwards on social media. That's awesome. What is she a Virgo? No. <laughs> <laughs> no right. She's a July, late July. Ooh, Leo. Yeah, she's a Leo. She's a Leo because she said it on Instagram multiple times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo. I mean, hey, yep, yep. Leos are the leaders. That's awesome. Oh, no wonder you guys vibe Aries Leo. (laughs) Okay, next question. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Oh, my goodness. The best piece of advice I've ever received. Um, You know what? This was a law school advice that I have just continued to use throughout my life. But while I was like in my third year, this guy that was a lawyer had told me we were talking about picking classes and all law school students only pick the classes that are going to be on the bar. Mm. And so he told me he was like, F that pick the classes that you're just going to get good grades in and the things that you like to do, because he's like, you know, wherever you go, like employers just want to see that you have straight A's. But he was like, also, like you want your experience to be fun, like you got to take the bar, it'll get done. And so I have just like taken that piece of advice and transferred it to like everything else I do. Where when I'm thinking about tasks, I'm like, okay, some stuff needs to get done, but let me make sure that I'm also just doing the thing that I want to do. And that's going to make me happy because, and I, when I started doing that, I found that I did just get more fulfillment because the only activities I was, I focused on being engaged in are the ones that are like fulfilling me internally, you know? I like that. I like that. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. It's like, are you fulfilling me? Taxes. No, I'm just kidding. Right. I know. I know <laughs> That's funny. Okay. I love that though. Okay. Next question. What is a piece of advice you would give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? Um, I would say <laughs> that there really are, I would give the advice I would give is just remember that there are really no rules to anything. Um, <laughs> every, I think that when I started my business, I thought like, oh my gosh, people that are doing well, like must have like this set algorithm. Like these are the things they're doing. And like, I am not doing good in business because I don't have the, their secret plan. And then once I realized that for the vast majority, unless you're like a Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 company, we're all learning and figuring it out as we go along. Almost everything we're doing is trial and error. And it's not because mm-hmm. we're bad business people. It's just because that is the life of business. You don't know how things are going to work until you try them out. And so I would say do not let the fear of not knowing what you're doing hold you back. Sure, you're going to screw up in the beginning, but that we've been doing that our whole lives. And so it's just going to be another exercise of you learning a new skill, 
figuring out what works and what doesn't work. So I would say like, don't let fear of not knowing anything like hold you back, just Mm -hmm. start and do, and you'll figure it out as you go along. Mm -hmm. That's how you learn too, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. sometimes, but you won't do it again. (laughs) Yep. You learn. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just the life of a business owner. It's pivot, pivot, pivot. The plans aren't working. Pivot over here. Like if you're not willing, you're not down to pivot. Don't do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's, that's life. That's funny. Okay. Next question. What is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? It can be a book, podcast, app, etc. Oh, yeah. Um, so for me, because I'm a product-based business, there is this podcast called The Product Boss. And it's these two women, um, and they both of them have had their own product-based businesses. And so now they just teach other businesses like how to grow and scale your company. And they provide so much tangible like useful help. They, they also have like these masterminds, but you got to be making like six figures a year to even get in them. And so we're not there yet, hopefully <laughs> soon. Um, but like, I like their podcast because like, they actually give you like tips, like things you can do. And every time I've implemented any one of their strategies, I have made money immediately. And so mm-hmm. I really like, whenever I meet another product-based business, I recommend that podcast to them because it's been super useful to me. Oh my God. I know. I just wrote that down. I was like, okay, okay we're yes. going to listen to, we're going to listen to them next. Cause yes, we are also a product big business. I love that little gem of information. So that was the product boss. Check it out. Yeah. Podcast. We're going to be consuming that. Thank you. <laughs> if there, and next question, if there's anything you could change about your journey, what would it be? Oh, anything I could change, you know, I would say maybe I would just have been a little bit less I don't know the right word to use, but I'll use the word afraid. Um, Cause I know like when I started Top Code, I was just like nervous about like what people were gonna think about me, right? Because I was a lawyer, I was like a decent lawyer. And I feel like a lot of people, I mean, some people told me this. And so it's not like an unfounded you know, opinion, but they're like, why would you wanna play with nail polish when you could just make way more money like being in the law firm, you know? Mm-hmm. I can make bonuses depending on how much I work. And like, you could just make more bonuses. And so I was afraid, like, oh, my gosh, people are going to think that I'm like a stupid girl because I want to go make nail polish instead of have a legitimate career as an attorney. (laughs) And so I think that really helped me back in the beginning, because like I said, like I didn't tell almost anybody that I knew about my business for at least two years. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm (laughs) like I told my parents after maybe a year, but like I was not telling people because I was really just like ashamed, I think. And so. If I could change anything, I would just have been proud, like from the beginning, like, yes, I started this side business. I'm selling nail polish. Do you want some boo? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like a big part of starting is getting past that fear a, a big part of doing something new or getting to the next level is that fear overcoming that fear. Sometimes when I talk to like potential, you know, entrepreneurs, people who are like, I want to do this. And I listen to them talk about like what the issue is. And a lot of the times the issue is that fear. I feel like and just like listening between the lines. It's like, okay, well, here's tangible things you can do. And there's, there's hesitations. And a lot of the times I hear from the hesitations, it's just that fear of something, the anxiety of something, the, what are people going to think? And I feel like that's why even I'm kind of glad I started a business in my thirties. Cause I kind of 
um, or moving into, I was a young 20 something, (laughs) but I feel like that phase in life is also just the, like, I don't care. I don't care what people think I'm going to do me like, and I feel like as you kind of grow older with it, it just kind of helps you. Um, and just, just stop caring about it and just do it. (laughs) No girl, I feel you. And like, so I, this last, my last birthday, I just turned 35. Right. And so I'm now like solidly like mid thirties things, but it's just like what you're talking about, like with age, like every year I get older, I feel like I am truly getting better. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just like evolving into like a better version of Bethany. Like every year I get older, but also like, I've definitely hit that stage where I'm just like, oh no, you guys are just getting whatever I'm giving. Like I'm not (laughs) modifying my behavior, my Mm -hmm. mood, nothing to make you guys happy. Like the Bethany that shows up is the Bethany you're going to get and you just have to deal with her, you know? Yes, yes. (laughs) It's like a good feeling, like a nice place. I feel like I'm just more confident in myself. And I think the only thing that has changed really is just me growing and maturing as a woman. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take advantage of that airy sun. This is what you get. Love it. Love it. That's awesome. Okay. Last question before we end, where can listeners connect with you online? Yes. So you can always visit our website, which is www.topcoat.com. We spell top coat, like the word taupe, um, the color taupe. So it's spelled taupe coat, but we pronounce it top coat. You can follow us on Insta. We are at top coat. Um, we're on Twitter. I'm working on my Twitter engagement, um, but we are also present on Twitter at top coat. Um, but Insta is really our main thing um, that we're on. So we're doing lives. I'm always doing reels and me painting my, I'm about to post one actually. I painted my nails before we started. Nice. So I'm about to post a video <laughs> of me painting my nails. Um, but that's really the best place you can find us is on Instagram. Instagram. Nice, nice. And I will link all of those down in the show notes so you can follow Bethany. You can follow her on Instagram and get some sneak peeks, some updates on how this crowdfunding journey is going. It is being unleashed soon and we are just here for it and all the ladies in the cohort, you know, supporting each other. And so I'm so glad that this whole program just kind of brought us together because I definitely feel like I got the Scorpio mysterious, like quiet vibes before, but I was like, oh, Bethany, Bethany is excited. Bethany is here. I love it. Yes. But I also love Scorpio placements. They intrigue me. So I, either That's way. That's why you're married to one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much, Bethany, for joining us here on the Work Miha podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed. And, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, chatting with more of the ladies in the cohort to talk about everybody different experiences and their astrological makeup see how that kind of you know does for people and everything but thank you so much don't forget to tune in to some more episodes and make sure to follow bethany and top coat as well thank you so much awesome <laughs>